welcome to Overcoming, the podcast to support you in your healing, growth, and overcoming journey. My name is Taylor, I am your host, and I'm here to support you through tools, resources, and also shared lived experiences to inspire you to take back your life regardless of life's messiness. I am also a doctor of occupational therapy, certified trauma professional, and survivor who's been healing for years to remind you that anything is possible. Before we get started, I want to remind you that there is a trigger warning present throughout this entire podcast just due to the heavy nature of trauma and also shared stories from our guests. Additionally, this is for educational purposes only. Make sure that you are checking out and going to see your medical providers and psychology professionals for individualized advice. Again, take care of yourself. If you need crisis resources, they are on my website. You can also contact the emergency services. And now that all of that is out of the way, I invite you to take some deep breaths, ground yourself, and join me in this overcoming journey. Welcome back to Overcoming the Podcast. As you may know by now, I am Taylor. I am your host. And today I am joined with the lovely, sunshiny Kelly Espino. Oh my goodness, this is such a long time coming. I have been a fan of hers since, Uh gosh, over a year now, I feel like, since Uh I joined this space. And I've just been so excited to connect with her. And she is like a guru on all things inner child healing. So we're going to dive deep into that today. And I'm going to turn it over to her to introduce herself a little bit more, but just so excited for this episode and getting in touch with our inner child. So Kelly, take it away. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I think we connected on TikTok if I'm not wrong or maybe not. I don't know. At but anyway, point, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love social media. It has its pros and cons, but like a situation like this where you connect with other like-minded individuals and mm-hmm. it just, it lights me up. So thank you for having me. Yes. Um, so a little bit about me, I'm Kelly, obviously, and I'm a former licensed social worker turned empowerment coach or transformational coach, or I don't know. I don't like the labels. Every, every week I have a new label. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm that, maybe I'm that. I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> I love it. But yeah. Right. I'm sure you get that. Like I do. I, Yeah. But basically what I do is I bring my therapeutic background and the frameworks and concepts, and I infuse it with spiritual practices and beliefs. And I find the combination of those two, it's life-changing. It really does. So I really help people heal from childhood trauma, conditioning, shame, limiting beliefs. And I really support them in over, in over, I love your podcast name, Overcoming, which is so great. Uh, yeah. And really creating the life they've always dreamed of and that's possible. And I really do this with inner child healing, which is my specialty. And I'm obsessed with all things subconscious mind. So reprogramming that subconscious mind, subconscious transformation Mm -hmm. with inner child healing. And then of course, like I said, I bring in my spiritual practices. So I have my tools, like my Oracle cards and, you know, my crystals, my sage. So I do infuse all, all those elements with the therapeutic lens. So it's a pretty cool combination. I love that being someone who is a clinician myself and also spiritual, like I recently, so you know this, um, cause you were going to come on the podcast, but I had a spiritual podcast just straight up the you awakening with one of my friends and diving into like spirituality and different tools and everything within that. And I'm like, you know, 
I am not just a spiritual person though. I am someone grounded in science and the clinician and the human sciences, mm-hmm. but also passionate about spirituality. And I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to use that as another tool and another aspect to connect with people and support them. Yeah. And I love yeah. that so much of you and your business is infused with all the things because my personal belief is that when we have the balance of like the science and the spirituality put together, it's yeah. just, it's magic. It really oh is. It totally is. And from my own experience, when I was just doing traditional therapy in like an agency, the transformation that my clients were receiving were not huge. Like they were minuscule, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then once I started doing my own thing and infusing spirituality into it and using all different healing modalities, which I'm sure we'll touch on, or you've touched on in past episodes. Yeah. It was the transformation was life-changing and rapid. I find with the spiritual work, it's a lot faster than just Mm -hmm. traditional therapy. Well, yeah, you're working with energy, like, you know, and that, I mean, we are energy, right? Like you're just getting in like so deep. Um, and yeah, I know for me in my own healing journey, I found the combination of EMDR therapy and all of my spiritual practices to be so fulfilling and life-changing for me. I'm a different person than I was a year ago today, completely. And it's because of that really. Um, Okay. So I I could nerd out on that forever and we will go back to it. But what I want to know from you is like, what got you into this? Like what has been this overcoming journey for you that led you to this inner child work? Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, growing up, I I always go back to this because it was, I've always had this, uh, innate knowing that I was meant to help others. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you all clinicians, I feel like we get into the field for a reason, right? To help. Um, so I knew that, but I also, but I didn't know how I would, um, how that would come to light, like how I would help people. And then I also struggled with massive insecurities, like massive, uh, very not good enough, of course. Um, you know, I always come, I had a learning disability. I was overweight. I always compared myself to my sister, you know, a little bit of, um, body shaming and all the things I just really, um, due to the conditioning, I really created such limiting beliefs around not being good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, thin enough, all the enoughs. Right. Yep. Um, so it was very interesting having this like desire of like, what is my purpose? How can I make an impact? Like, how can I help other people while at the same time also feeling like I'm not shit really like, honestly. So it was such a mind F and for so long in my journey, well, it felt like so long, but now in retrospect, it wasn't that long, but when you're in it, it feels like, and I called it like a, yeah, I, a purpose identity crisis. I was always consumed. Like everyone has their thing. Like I love my sister. She's a cancer. But basically she was always like wanting family and like partnership. That was her like goal, purpose, her desire. And I love that. But for me, I was always about, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to give, like, I want to feel what is my purpose and this and that. So I was on this journey of of searching. I was searching, searching for more guidance, more direction, more clarity, um, searching to be told that I was good enough and all the things, you know how it is. And throughout my travels, I got into social work because I figured, all right, I'm going to help, you know, it's a helping profession. And my sister's a social worker and my mom. So it was very natural to me, but throughout it all, throughout my education, through my interning, through my master's in social work, throughout being in the field of social work, I would always tell my sister and I would say, Jesse, everything tells me that social work is not my forever. Everything in me says that, but something tells me it's my right now to get me to where I need to be. And that was always a question mark for me. 
So throughout my travels, throughout, you know, everything unfolding, um, I joined a real quick, I joined um, a network marketing company for like seven months while also being a social worker. And in that company, I had the same feeling, that feeling of this is not my forever, but something is telling me this is my right now. And it's through that network marketing company that I realized because you're basically growing a team. So you're quote unquote mentoring, coaching. So um, it was through then that I won some type of like, I don't know, like little milestone in the company. And it was this big training. And they asked everyone who hit that milestone to come up to give like a one, uh, to give a tip, a tool or something like that. So I remember, girl, it's on my Instagram. I love that it's documented, but basically it was like a one minute long thing. I started being like, hi, I'm Kelly and I'm a social worker. And by the you end, quiet. Oh my, what? Yeah. I said, babe, you. Yeah. Yeah. I started off like that. And by the end of that one minute, babe, oh my God, we were clapping. People were standing. The energy was incredible. And I remember in that feeling, like the only word to describe it was electrifying. And I was like, this is why I did drugs. This is why I drank. I drugged because I was searching for that feeling of feeling electrified by what I'm doing. And in that moment, I realized, oh, I'm meant to be a coach and a speaker. And of course, a lot transpired since then. And then I fell into inner child healing as my journey unfolded. But that was really the game changer for me. I love that. It cracks me up to see like a version of you that started off on a mic, just like timid and like, hi, Yeah. but the actual transformation, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like you just come to life. And, you know, just from watching like all that you do, like your just soul, your energy, like it is so authentic. It is so, you know, like there are so many people who like, you know, social media is like, it's, it's this comparison game and people show you what they want to show. It's like your energy is always so you and just shining so bright. And I feel like that's exactly why people gravitate towards you so much. And I think you're, you nailed it right on the head. Like it's exactly what you need to be doing. And you did need those other things, but how strong can your intuition be to tell you that like, that is my right now, but not my forever. Like I resonate with that so much. But even during it, and I appreciate you like highlighting that. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate everything you were saying, but even during it, even though I knew intuitively and I would say it, this is my right now, but I don't know what's my forever. I still was freaking out. Like I'm still human. My ego was still like, I remember I got into these Facebook spiritual communities like years ago when, and everyone was doing readings and I would literally ask every psychic and their mom and their grandma and their neighbor, what is my purpose? And what I just kept receiving was patience, trust the journey, trust the process. And, but so even with your, your like, no, thank you for highlighting my intuition and also knowing I still struggled, you know? Oh yeah. And I, I so resonate with that. Like for me, his occupational therapy was, was first for me. And mm-hmm. I, I've known since I was 12 years old that I want to be an occupational therapist. Right. But then wow. I also knew that within two years of graduating, I would transition into more of like a research-based approach or like helping people differently. Cause I was focused in trauma and I was, you know, I was like, I don't know how to get into this, but then mm-hmm. I recognized that like the traditional doing anything professionally is just not me. It's just mm-hmm. not. And people, mm-hmm 
people resonate more when I show up as me fully, not just putting on this professional facade or what people decide should be professional, especially with like health sciences, which I think is connecting with your client and meeting them where they are. And if they want you to be a little bit more informal with them, then cool, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. in a lot of places, that's not how it is. And so I was just like, I do not fit in this box. Mm -hmm. And I knew eventually I'd get into trauma. And then I was like, I just kept getting this intuitive nudge, like go for it, go do your own thing you know what you're doing. You have the ability, you have the online space, like go do it and Mm -hmm. pandemic nudges. But you know, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, because I come to you, I was like, I'm freaking out. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm freaking out. And you're like inner child healing girl. And I'm like, okay, but I don't have money. And so for, uh, let's think a little bit about like an inner child healing session, because I know Mm -hmm. I've come to you before and I haven't booked with you yet. And that's like on my to-do, like as soon as I'm out of my survival mode needs, met mode. That's like Mm -hmm. on one of my to-do lists. When you're working with someone through one of your sessions now, Mm -hmm. what kind of things, like, I know you talked about your approach with spirituality and things like that. What do you do when someone first comes to you and say, there's like resistance? How do you, can I kind of backtrack a little and just um, educate a little bit of why I even fell into this because it yeah. wasn't like I was born. It was like inner child healing is where I go. For sure. Um, yeah. Cause it was very, uh, d- it was like inter, it was a divine intervention for me, but also the information that I gathered, I feel like for your audience, they're going to be like, Holy shit. Like, wow. Oh yeah. No, that, go was for it. that was me. Okay. Perfect. So it was a couple of years ago. My girlfriend at the time sent me this, um, YouTube clip with Bruce Lipton. He wrote, um, biology of beliefs or yeah. And he's, has a lot of work out there. And basically the YouTube clip, there was this one piece that really changed the effing game for me. And he was basically saying that the neuroscientists community have determined that 95% of our current reality comes from the programming in our subconscious mind. So old program behaviors, reactions, responses, decisions, emotions, thoughts, language, all these things that come together to create our reality. We consciously think we are consciously making those decisions and responses and reactions. But in reality, it's coming from our subconscious, which we don't have access to first before our conscious awareness, right? So I listened to that. I was like, wow. And then this next piece is what changed the game for me and the direction of my business and everything I do, honestly. He said that the programming that is in your subconscious mind that as an adult you're creating from was downloaded between the ages of zero to seven years old. So that's when like my, my social work lens came through and I was like, what the F? Because I mean, it makes sense if you really think about it. Cause you're like clean slate. And then based off of what you absorbed, what you've seen, what you experienced, then it starts yes. affecting how you conditioning starts affecting how you respond and react. And but your brain a, develops fast during that time too. That's like the biggest pivotal point for development is zero to seven. A hundred percent, babe, those mm-hmm. formative years. Mm-hmm. But those years as like the social work lens, I was like, oh my God, you don't have an ability to think rationally or logically. Everything is black or white and everything's about you. We're so egocentric at that time, right? And we're so, everything's about us. So when I, when I heard this, I was like, oh my God, inner child, like your younger version is the key to everything because your inner child, your wounded inner child. So those needs that were not met, the shame you experienced, the trauma you experienced are now affecting your present day in every single area. So I always like to say like, if you're struggling in any area of your life or not meeting whatever, you know, desire that you have, go back to childhood because it's there. It's 100% there. And so I just wanted to like highlight that because I feel like that's so important to know, you know? 
Oh yeah, no, it is entirely important. And thank you for correcting me and going back to that. I mean, it's just knowing that so much of that development and so much like the subconscious programming. And, you know, I know people who would be like, oh, that's, that's woo woo stuff. That's too spiritual. That's whatever. Like we have neuroscientists saying this, like there are people who are focusing on development who are saying that so much has happened from zero to seven. And, you know, I had that same kind of mind blowing, amazing, like divine intervention when I last year, actually right around this time when I was at a self-development seminar and they talked about that as well. And I just, it, it just blows your mind. You're just like, Oh my goodness. It makes so much sense now. And I love that. It just like shifted everything, like your business, your mindset, like everything. Um, because when I think about too, like what I've done in the past year, I've done a lot of that and the subconscious reprogramming within that and knowing, and like getting down to the root of those beliefs is so important. And I really want to highlight what you said about us not having the ability to like filter and understand fully when we're that young, right? Like we not be, we may not be able to reason that, oh, well, our mom can't play with us right now because she's working. It's not because that she doesn't love me. It's not because, you know, and so we take that as I'm unlovable. We take that as whatever it may be. And so while there may be some things that are more trauma and there definitely can be abuse in those years, there also can be things like small things that we think that we have to unlearn that are so impactful that actually, you know, wasn't meant to be harmful at all. It's just what our brains comprehended because we were that little and things weren't formed. Oh my God. Yes. A hundred, a hundred percent. And what I have found in a lot of these sessions is that as an adult consciously, they can look back and be like, okay, my mom wasn't there because she was a single mom working for three kids. She was emotionally unavailable because she was working all the time, blah, 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 you know, this and that, like you can justify it because I find that a lot of people have experienced massive trauma, but they don't consider it trauma because in their mind, trauma only looks a certain way, but in reality, no, like just because as an adult, you can rationalize and justify doesn't mean anything because that, that inner child of yours, which is a very much a real energy that is a part of your psyche that inner child feels like you're not lovable that you're not good enough to be loved because x y and z so that's why i find this work to be so incredibly powerful because consciously you might have that ability to rationalize be like all right let me take this person off the hook or whatever but subconsciously that doesn't mean shit right like it's affecting your reality no matter what you know And, you know, I, I agree so much and I just, I love the meshing that you do with everything. It just, it makes so much sense. So, so much sense. Like I just want everyone, like, I'm just like going to tell everyone, go listen to this episode in its entirety (laughs) has nothing to do with me. Go listen to this because it it really is. It's like transformational stuff. And like, just, this is the daydreamer Pisces in me, but just like, just think if everyone had access to this. I know. Right. Seriously. And I will say like, cause what's coming through right now is just to tell your listeners, cause I get this a lot. Oh, I don't remember my childhood at all. Mm. So they think they don't need it when in reality, no honey, that means you need it even more because you're disassociated with the trauma and you just, you know, so it makes sense. I mean, so for those people, please 
hear me when I say this also for the people that are like scared because it's totally normal. Oh my God, Taylor. And I'm sure you get this a lot with your clients too. People ghost me all the time. Mm -hmm. So like they reach out to me because they get fired up by my content or something triggers them to reach out and then they want to know more information. And then I tell them, and then it's like, they ghost me and I don't take offense or I know I don't get offended because I know what's happening here. Your ego is trying to protect you because it's scared for, from expansion. It's scared to step into unfamiliar territory. So yeah, another people say, oh, I didn't have trauma. You know, I felt loved. I I had my basic needs met. I didn't experience, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But I also like, I, it goes back. I go back to a retreat that I had where there was an attendee who said the same exact things that I just said, like, oh, I didn't have trauma, blah, blah, blah. And through the work that we did through the meditation, where you connect with your inner child, what came through was that because her parents provided for her and that she was always provided for, she developed this a belief that she wasn't capable, that she needed to be codependent on other people in mm. order to be enough, in order to be X, Y, and Z. So although she consciously feels like she had no trauma, there was some element of conditioning, of shame, of trauma that had created this belief that she wasn't capable. Yeah. So I say this to say, wherever you are on the spectrum, when it comes to inner child healing, it's for literally everyone everyone period. I agree. I absolutely agree. And you know, we've all experienced something, something that sticks with us. Our childhood shapes our adulthood. It just does. And the more that we don't recognize these patterns, like the power is in recognizing what's happening subconsciously. So then you can actively work to change that consciously. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of awareness, right? And so that's, that's, for me, a lot of the reason why self-awareness is like the number one foundation for everything that I do in my work, because if you don't have that, you're running on that programming, you're running on that inner child and you know, all of those wounds and those things that weren't met. And so you're trying to, let's even think of like relationship history, like how, like the string you were attracting the same kind of people over and over and over. Why is that? If you look back, it probably has something to do with your childhood. That was, there was a need that wasn't met and you're trying to fulfill it in someone else, or they feel too familiar to something that was unstable and moving forward. You know what I mean? And so we just look at that and you're like, wow, that my decisions now are so rooted in everything that happened when I was younger. Yeah, babe. It's, we're so multi-layered. Like we are so multifaceted and we're so complex. We're such complex beings. And if you don't mind, can I share an inner child, what an inner child journey I've been doing that absolutely illustrate this? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, great. So my, my quote unquote presenting issue for the past couple of years was um, I had disordered uh, eating. So my eating was very disordered, binged, ate a lot, restricted, binge. Um, and I was a yo-yo dieter. So I was very consumed with food. I didn't have food freedom, didn't even know what that was. Um, and that was something that I've done a lot of healing work on. And then with relationships, that was not even almost on my radar. Like I would go years and years and years without dating. I was like, non-existent, right? So my presenting issue was my conscious presenting issue was the food, right? Mm -hmm. Through this work, babe, I realized, uh, through the work through psyche, which is so powerful and inner child healing, the combination was life-changing for me. I realized that as a child, so I realized subconsciously I had a fear of being a grown up. 
And I'm like, mm. at this point, I was like 29, 29, 30. I'm a, I have bills. Like I'm a grown up, but yeah. I had this, I had this fear of being a grown up because when I was a child, my mom, as a way of being cute, she would tell me like for her Christmas gift, her Mother's Day gift, my only gift is for you never to be a grown up, to always be my baby. Mm. And she said that to my sister and she said it to my cousin, didn't penetrate them. But for me, and I guess the lessons, my soul lessons I needed to learn in this lifetime, that penetrated me and I subconsciously not realizing it. So what happened was how it manifested in my reality was when I'm heavier, I'm not as confident. So I don't put myself out there to date, right? I, I'm uh-huh. confident dating. Mm-hmm. So that weight was a, a way to protect me from not, because if I start dating, then I start building a life with someone. I have to be a grown up. If I start having kids Dang. and like, you know, that's a grown up thing. So mm-hmm. I was holding on to this weight because I knew I wouldn't date subconsciously. It's all subconsciously wow. because I was afraid to be a fucking grown up. That's why I didn't leave my home until 30. I left, I moved out at 30. Um, and I had to do so much work around this, around uh, tw- 2020, the pandemic time. Mm-hmm. It really, but if I didn't have this knowledge of what was in my subconscious mind, I would have kept having this disordered eating with food. I would have not put myself out there for dating. I would have felt stuck and not know why, but what was, so that's why this work is so incredibly important because whatever presenting conscious issue you're dealing with, it's never that never Mm -hmm. it's always rooted in what's in the subconscious and what's in the subconscious is in, in our darkness. We don't have access to it. And it's through these tools that we can bring it to the light with your, awareness like what you were saying so we could start actively shifting that and healing that with other modalities so super powerful absolutely I I I can't like there's just so much that you said that I'm just like I want to reiterate everything you say and just agree with it 100% because I feel like we are in the same wavelength all the time and I love this that you know hearing that conversation and you being able to go through that transformation is incredible. And when I think about it too, like I, I'm sure I have very similar beliefs with that because I have also been a yo-yo my entire life. I have thyroid issues too, but Mm -hmm. for me, my weight was associated with, you know, you're not desirable, you're not this. And so, um, you know, I, early in my teen, probably into early twenties, I was the person that was like pushed relationships away. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And like, I'm sure there was something subconscious going on there. Right. So even that for me, I was like, Oh, just hearing that that's eye opening for me. So, um, I guess my question to you is like, you're talking a lot about the awareness tools, right? Like these tools that you would use for someone who's listening in a newer, and maybe they want to start getting to know their inner child. What kind of things would you recommend for them to do? That's great. I love that question. Um, so a couple things, I mean, inner child healing meditation is always powerful. I have one on the, in my bio and in my Instagram at it's Kelly Espino, but you can also go on YouTube and just search inner child healing meditations. So that's one way to connect with the energy of your inner child. Another way is through um, mirror work. So, um, going to the mirror and like, you can even put a picture of your, of you as a child, if you'd like, and just like, um, I always recommend just zone into one eye because sometimes it gets really weird if you look at both eyes for a long time, but zone into one eye and then just start, just set the intention to connect with your inner child and then mm-hmm. give your inner child everything you needed. So for me, because I struggled with a learning disability, I always tell my inner child, you are so smart. You are so good enough. You are so capable. You can do whatever you want. It's all within you, blah, 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 this and that. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, getting, 
more clear on like, what did you need as a child? Because I always say this inner child healing work is so powerful because you take your power back and you as the adult become the parent that you needed as a child. So you start mm-hmm. affirming, like if you didn't feel safe as a child, that is the first thing you need to tell your inner child. You are safe. Yeah. I am safe. We are safe. Um, and like over and over and over and over again. So that's another way. Another tool is journaling. So connecting with your inner child with that, setting the intention and you can write it down. You can write it down with your journal. I'm setting the intention to connect with my inner child and then just start writing and see what comes through. Another way is as simple as putting your hands on your heart, closing your eyes and just saying, I'm setting the intention to connect with my inner child. Mm-hmm. And then just ask your inner child, how, how are you today? And I will say that your inner child, it's, it's an energy. So you're, you connect with energies multiple ways. Some people may then see their inner child in their third eye, like imagine them, your mm-hmm. inner child. Mm-hmm. Some people will just hear what their inner child is saying that comes through as thoughts. Some people will just feel they had like whatever the inner child saying, or just know what the inner child is saying. Some people smell things. Some people taste things. It's all a part of the, there's no right or wrong. It's just all a part of the process. So it's, you have to decide. So for me personally, I hear her through thoughts and I just know, and I feel her, like her Mm -hmm. responses. But Mm -hmm. I love to say that because sometimes people get too in their head and they're like, Oh, I'm making this shit up. This is not real. But remember, there's so many ways to connect with energy. It's not all about just seeing them in your third eye. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, I love that you touched on all the different senses because, you know, for me, it used to be, I would just kind of like have this inner knowing, or I would just sense things. And recently I have developed more of like hearing and more of this, you know, connection in that way. And even like, for instance, if I'm doing tarot and Oracle, like I'll just like hear the message before anything even comes out. And it's always right on point scares me to this day. I'm like, how can energy do that? Um, you know, but it's interesting because to me, we can develop those senses and we can develop that, how we get in tune with those energies and our intuition or inner child or whatever it may be. And so, you know, to anyone listening, like, well, you know, I think maybe at one point in my life, I was like, maybe able to visualize, but I can't now that's okay. It just kind of means that the energy is shifting and that maybe you're diving into a different sense or whatever it may be. And you're receiving things differently. And I love what you said. Like, it's, it's just not about judgment we're, we're leaving. It's a no judgment zone and it doesn't always make logical sense. And you, when you think of like the way that the world works, you're like, Oh gosh, I feel crazy. Like, you know, like just what you said, you're just like, am I making this up? Like all of those doubts creep in and it's like, no, trust yourself. What's coming Mm -hmm. up is supposed to come up. Right. And in trauma therapy, they talk about that too. What is coming up is supposed to come up and you kind of have to trust your brain and where it leads you. I feel like that's the spiritual journey trust in all forms. And I find with the spiritual gifts, I love that you mentioned that, that you're like expanding and it comes, I believe it comes from trusting. It's like a muscle. The more Mm -hmm. that you trust it, the stronger that it gets, but it takes time. And I know for me personally, when I was new to my spiritual awakening, I was obsessed with this idea of having to see through my third eye. Like I thought that was the quote unquote, like only way. And for me personally, I don't visualize. And I found out later in my travels that only 60% of the world can visualize. So not everyone does, but I remember doing these meditations where you meet your spirit guide and they're like, now you look to your left and there's your spirit guide. And I would just see black and I would beat myself up because again, that rooted limiting belief, I'm not feeling good enough. So I'd be like, I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I wish someone would have told me what I'm telling you and what you already know, but what I'm telling the listeners is that 
it's seeing is just one of the many ways we connect with energy. Yep. Like there's not, I feel like because we're so, we see it on, you know, the media or whatever, everything is visual and we're so like, we need to see it. Even if it's in our imagination, like it makes it feel more real or something. Yep. When in reality it's, there's all these other ways, but it's our job to learn to trust, but it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Totally is. And, you know, especially when we come up with that belief that I'm not good enough, I can't do this, whatever we want instant results, right? We're like, well, I need this proof right now. I need validation. And, um, you know, one, your story reminded me of something that I did recently. Do you mind if I share that real quick? No, please. So, and maybe I did this right. We'll see. But so I have been having issues with I'm in this big transitional stage in my life. Okay. There's been a lot of things changing. I have been listening to my intuition, but the things that I know are coming are not here yet. And it's been a couple months of like, no, just trust the process, trust the process. I mean, like mm-hmm. I quit my job and knew I wasn't supposed to be there. My house, I like had to immediately leave because of safety reasons. And there are reasons now that have come out that it was really more unsafe than I thought. And, you know, wow. like I've just been protected. I had to move quickly within two weeks of 24 hours moving out of my house. I moved across the country to Pennsylvania to stay with a friend because I had nowhere else to go. And, you know, and now I'm back in my mom's house and there's all kinds of like trauma and things like that there. And these are all triggers for me that I'm working through and I'm healing. And I'm just like, I'm almost 29 years old. And here I am feeling like I'm starting at rock bottom. But again, I know this was meant to put me on a certain path. Well, while all this is coming up, the, the past is like coming back and testing me. It's like, you say you're ready for this, but like, really, are you sure? It's like past relationships that you can just go back to the stable job. All of these things that you actually weren't fulfilled in where you were abandoning yourself for everyone else to, for the stability or whatever you need, you're abandoning your inner self. And so right before the full moon, I was like, I had an instance where I was like, okay, I sabotaged my little myself a little bit. And I, something happened in my life that made me feel out of control. And so mm-hmm. to control things and try and resolve something, um, mm-hmm. I had someone who I was in a situation with since I was like 16, who would never commit that I always had feelings for treating me like crap, pushed me away, recently came back and said they wanted to marry me now. Wow. And, um, I'm like, uh, don't know about that, but you know, it's always been this connection, whatever. But I mean, there has been some like really not okay things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, something happened and I reached out to them and I was like, okay, you want to see me? Well, I guess what I'm back in Arizona. You can see me on this day. I don't even know if I'll see you past this time, whatever. Um, but I was just like, I just need this resolved. Like, I just need to check this off. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And so mm-hmm. I recognized afterwards, I was like, wow, that was a mistake reaching out to this person. Like this was closed. And I was just like, Hey, let me open this because no, mm-hmm. Um, after I already told them it's not going to go anywhere, I don't want to see you, I, you know, you're not going to marry me, all of these things. And, um, I did, I was like, I know this person is going to give me validation. And there was a part of me that, cause he, for years would deny that he had feelings for me, deny. I mean, I, again, it was this thing that I intuitively knew I was this pull, I could feel it, but I was convincing. I'm like, gosh, I got to be crazy. Like how crazy am I? And we knew each other very well and just had this deep relationship since the beginning, but he never could commit. Right. And so I found myself going back to him in between every relationship, like just Mm -hmm. talking, getting validation, whatever. So I recognized that the inner teen in me was looking for validation that she wasn't crazy and making this stuff up. And Mm -hmm. that I wanted the conversation and the closure of him actually face to face 
telling me what I have known for all along. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm not going to get that in the way that I want from someone else. I'm just not, he is not capable of giving that. And also how fair of that is to me to be like, okay, tell me this. And then I'm just going to reject you. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he ended up just doing the same thing he always does and just not responding. But Mm -hmm. I decided to write myself a letter and sat with everything and recognized he's not going to give me the validation. No one else is going to. And I wrote a letter to inner me about Mm -hmm. what I needed. And that was the validation and telling myself that I was loved that for me, it wasn't that this person was ever going to change anything. And like, I knew like who I am now doesn't even align with that energy anymore. It did Mm -hmm. when I was hurting Mm -hmm. and wounded and all of those things, but it doesn't align anymore. And Mm -hmm to be able to let that go. And one thing that I wrote to myself, I was like, you were loving lessons, not forevers, Mm. but that doesn't have any sense. Like it doesn't impact your worth at all. And Mm -hmm. so I found this consistent rejection as a teenager to be reminiscent of my worth Mm -hmm. and even, even evolved almost 29 year old woman who's been doing so much work feels like a totally different person. Now, Mm -hmm. the moment Mm -hmm. that one thing feels slightly out of control, boom, ran back. And it wasn't going to be a long-term thing, but I Mm -hmm. needed the validation that Mm -hmm. it wasn't me and Mm -hmm. I was in control of something. And so Mm -hmm. that was just very Mm -hmm. interesting to me, but had a super spiritual experience, felt great, recognized I was never going to get that validation from that person. Again, knowing that's not going to happen. And I didn't actually need that closure because I could give it to myself. Yes, queen. Oh my God. Snaps for you. Oh my God. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for being so authentic and so transparent because that is so powerful. And I feel a lot of listeners, we've all been there. Like there's some sense of comfort, no matter how dysfunctional it is, there's some Mm -hmm. sense of comfort, but there's a couple things that you did that I want to highlight. So first of all, I love that you mentioned that it was a teenage version because I do, I find that people think inner child is only zero to seven, which I get it based off of like the, like what I just said, conditioning, but how, what I believe believe is any version that's younger, like yesterday could have been my inner child. Like, um, so I know for me personally, I thought I had to do a lot of inner child healing with my 20, 21 year old self, because I was drinking, drugging, being promiscuous, wanting validation, all the things, a lot of shame in that time in my life got arrested. I got a lot of shit on that. So even, so that was an inner child. So I love that you mentioned teen because I can't stress enough for me personally, an inner child is an earlier version of you. It could be yesterday that you have to do some healing around. So yeah. I just want to highlight that. I love that. Another thing I want to highlight is you using the tool of giving yourself a letter of writing to your inner child mm-hmm. is so powerful. And also like forgiving, like a sense of forgiveness, like forgiving her or you, adult mm-hmm. you, whatever, for go- mm-hmm. keep going back and that clarity, like that is so fucking powerful. And then the third thing I wanted to highlight is in that situation that I love how you're like, I can give the validation I need is when you connect with your inner child, telling her these things, right? Like you're not crazy. And especially if you've experienced trauma, you may have been gaslit and told that you're crazy, right? Yeah. That was my main source of trauma. So that's, yeah. It makes so much fucking sense. Mm -hmm. So that's when you connect with your inner child, you keep reaffirming to her, 
you're not crazy. You are intuitive. You're connected. You know, um, this person or these people, they also have unresolved trauma. They're projecting their own trauma and listen, yep. and a good thing we can do is our inner child is stuck at their age. Right. So a good thing mm -hmm. is to reaffirm your inner child that, listen, you're no longer that teenager. We are 28, 29, and we've come a long way. We're not that person anymore. So like, let's, I like support me in this journey of validating ourselves or whatever. It's super powerful. Um, recently I had a massive breakthrough around food, um, yep. because it threw me back to when I was like seven or eight and I was in gym class and they weighed everyone weighed. Each Ugh, I hated that. The gym teacher like weighed us. Oh, it was the worst. And I was always yeah. overweight. And I remember I, one, one of my friends at the time asked me how much I weighed. I straight up lied, babe. I, I said, I was like 40 or 50 pounds thinner than I was. And she was like, what? I'm like 96. How can you be that weight? So long story short, I was caught in a lie. I felt a lot of shame and I felt like not good enough. I felt like I didn't, I wasn't the norm, blah, 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 this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I had a breakthrough with that version of myself in a meditation. And I basically just told her like, listen, um, I was like, you're beautiful just the way you are, this and that, love every inch of you, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, she literally said to me, I don't believe you because you're not modeling this for me. And I was like, whoa, because it's true. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I like was crying. It was powerful. And I was like, you're right. I haven't, but you know what? Listen, society is broken. We're not broken. Like, you know, and I'm going to work on it. And because yes. of that moment, I said, we are no longer, I'm no longer weighing myself unless I'm at like a doctor's appointment. So I'm no longer weighing myself. And I was like, listen, we are no longer seven years old. We have, we're 31. We've moved out. We're in a relationship. We did X, Y, and Z, this and that. And from that powerful experience, babe, I've, 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 um, I have food freedom. Like I released 20 pounds easily and I've never released weight easily. I don't Love feel that. consumed with food anymore. I still have my, my like little binging episodes, but not like, um, my identity has shifted in a core. So although I'll be like in a season, like during the holidays, I had to quarantine and like all my, my plans were ruined. So I was sad. So like yeah. I ate a lot of shit. I watched a lot of shit. I smoked a lot of weed. Like I always, which I feel season. like is typical. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't judge it because everything is the meaning you give it. So I was just yes. like, it is what it is. Yes. And then after like a couple of days, I was like, all right, done. And I went back into eating healthy because my identity has shifted from that powerful experience to have my inner child and telling her we're no longer at seven. Cause we get stuck there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It's so and powerful. It is. And you know, when I think about when I was 16, I, it was the pivotal point in my life. I had a lot of trauma. Um, that was like the culmination of all of the abuse coming out and then things got way worse. And there was a month period in there that was really, really bad. Um, and so I feel like that's where my inner child lives is in this protective teen right now. It's just in that 16 year old and the two most pivotal adult male relationships in my life came from when I was that old. And then eventually I played that out into my adulthood. And then I like within this last year, I've like let both of them go. And it's just, it's wow. interesting because that was the energy I was in and I attracted that. And they both had their own unhealed stuff that, mm -hmm attracted exactly what I was going through at that time. So now as we heal and as we grow, and if people are growing or are not with you, then it's like, yeah. do the energy still align, but there's still this comfort. And I feel like a trauma bond in some of it as well. Yes. yes. And so it was just, it's, it's amazing to me. Like when you think of like the power of inner child work, it's really recognizing where that comes from and mm -hmm. what age. And for me, it's like, 
I, you're right. You can be stuck in the 16. And when I get reactive or anything like that, I feel like I'm 16. I do. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I, I love your story. And I love that you shared this because that must've been so empowering being like, you're writing that letter to yourself and being like, I will validate myself. Like, and that you yep. are releasing these two male relationships from your life. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is huge. And that's such a testimony to your work and to the work that you're doing. And I love that in the beginning of this podcast, you said it's only been a year really that you've been really actively doing this intense, like spiritual healing work. Yep. And look at that. Look at how much transformation you've experienced. Yeah. It's wild. It's powerful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's just show. I mean, I, I believe like I started noticing serious changes at the six month mark. And when I talked to other spiritual people. It's kind of been the same thing. If you just yeah. kind of focus in for six months, yeah. be amazed what can happen. If you devote yourself to challenging that inner critic, to recognizing what's happening to, you know, all of those subconscious beliefs, like the awareness consistently and the consistent changes that you are actively making in this, like being aware in your daily life of what is happening, not being on an autopilot anymore and taking control and taking responsibility and just life-changing. It is, it is so so life-changing. It's so, and I will say like the spiritual journey is not like rainbows and butterflies. Like, as we know, like it's it's not, (laughs) it's not easy peasy or anything like that, but it is so it's worth it. The, the, it's so worth it. The intense healing work, the, the ups and downs. And because life is still going to happen, we're still going to experience trauma, loss, adversity, grief. Like mm-hmm. there's no way around it. But when you start developing this, um, spiritual beliefs and practices, it helps you navigate and it helps you bounce back. I yes. find faster and yes. better because you just yes. have like a higher perspective on things and not in a snooty way or anything like that, mm-hmm. but in a way of like knowing that although this is a rock bottom and this shit sucks so bad, there's like this knowing that there's something that's growing from this. There's something, there's going to be gold and medicine and magic yes. that comes from this. And I just got to keep on keeping on one moment at a time, one choice at a time, one day at a time. Exactly. So it doesn't take away from what we're experiencing and we're not bypassing it, but it's just like greater. It just helps you. I feel it's it changing. It does. And I've, I've said this so many times in this podcast, but I cannot wait till all of the stuff in spirituality that we talk about is grounded more in research, like meditation yes. and things like that are now, but I mean, all of this stuff, all the journaling, all the inner child healing, like all this, all of the journey that we do, I would yeah. give it a decade. I'm telling you, give it a decade. It's going to be totally. grounded in research and science. And everyone's going to be like, Oh, and all of us have been doing it. Been like, Hey, Good, good for you to catch up. <laughs> it's so true. And you know, what's coming through right now is the whole, lin- uh, how healing is not a linear journey. And I know you talk about this a lot in your work, mm-hmm. like it's not linear. And when you're on this path, like I've been working on healing my food, my food disordered eating for like six, seven years. Like it's been a long time. And there's many times where I felt like I was ground back to ground zero or back to like, oh my God, like all the way back when in reality, no, it's like we're onion. There's so many layers to us. We're, we're healing a deeper limiting belief or like that not good enough um, belief that I have that comes out every single time I'm doing something new or expanding yeah. or um, sometimes I'm just feeling extra emotional. Maybe I'm on my cycle or whatever. So it comes back. And when I was in, the, you know, in, throughout this healing journey, I would beat myself up and be like, oh my God, it's coming back. Like I've, I already healed you. Mm-hmm. But I realized through the journey 
that it's we're onions, it's layers. And as we up level, like you said, this stuff is coming up so you can heal it. So you can be a vibrational match of what you're creating and what you're calling in. Yes. So it definitely is a process. And I am so grateful that I didn't stop with this disordered eating healing because it took me seven years, but I finally feel like I shifted my identity. So it was worth it. No matter how many times yeah. I thought I was going backwards, I really wasn't. You know? Yeah. And you know, I've, I've been in the same way when I think about relationships and self-esteem because self-esteem, I feel like was my big thing for me. And so, you know, mm-hmm. looking for that in other people, looking for that in other ways and validation at work, those kinds of things. And mm-hmm. once I started really getting the self-love work, that is when things changed for me. Right. And it took a while. And it's not to yeah. say that I haven't been working on this forever that, you know, there yeah. were periods when like 18 to 21 that I was working on all this stuff. There are periods and, yeah. you know, even like 16 to 18, all of those things. But when I came back at 28 and I was like, Nope, this is the time this is happening. That's when it shifted. And yeah. it, it doesn't mean that I'm done with that work forever. Like, just like you said, like your stuff with the disordered eating, it's going to keep coming but yeah. you have made so much of a breakthrough and you know how to handle it better now. And just, so if a little trigger comes back, it's not going to say it's going to derail you completely. Exactly. It's, you have that awareness and those tools and that ability to be like, okay, this is what I need. Right. hundred percent. And I love that you mentioned self-love because I love to say this because I think we have this, we put it on this pedestal that it's like, once we quote unquote achieve self-love, like that's it. We are, we are self-loving when in reality, oh no, self-love is mm-hmm. a, a conscious everyday choice and commitment. And there's some days where I'm like, yo, I feel like Beyonce, let's put the soundtrack on. And then there's other days where I'm like, oh, I feel bloated and I feel fat and I have pimples and I feel gross. And it's just the process. Like we don't ever arrive. Like we're always doing the healing work. It's lifelong. Um, and I, I just think we're so like the human part of us just likes to put everything in boxes and, and expectations. And we need like destinations when in reality, it's not like that. And I just wish like the things we're talking about today, I love this episode so much because it's like, these are all things that I wish I heard like seven years ago, you know? Oh yeah. And then like, powerful. Thank you for this conversation. Oh yeah. Thank you too. I mean, it's, and it's such a thing that it's like, it's changed my life so much. And I know it's changed your life so much. Like it's literally getting us like shouting from the rooftops, you know what I mean? Like people are like scared of that energy. And I know when people were that passionate about things, I was scared of that. I was like, are you trying to trick me? What is wrong with you? Like, you know, all of these things, (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, yeah. it's just because we see it and see how transformational it can actually be. And it works. And, you know, you can put yourself front and center in your life. Like it's just, it's possible. And I just, I love, 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 love this conversation. I knew it were like-minded individuals. It's totally going to happen, but uh, so many things, and it's such a gift. It really, and gift. it's not only a gift to yourself, as you can see with the work you're doing, a gift to others. Like I work with a lot of moms and mom guilt is no effing joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And how like moms have been so conditioned to put themselves last. And it's like almost like a badge of honor, like that if you're burnt out and you're giving, 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 then you're a quote unquote good mom. But yeah. I always like, and I, and granted, I don't have a child. So obviously I'm talking like I'm, I'm biased here. Like, yeah. But I also see that when, you work on you, it, it's a gift to everyone because you're not it as is. irritable. You're not as triggered. You're more compassionate. You have more, you're more grounded. So you're mm-hmm. able to respond and react better. So mm-hmm. when you work on you, it's a gift, not only to yourself, but to everyone. And then it has a rippling effect. 
So it's yeah. so incredibly important and needed, you know, yeah, it is. And, you know, I I've seen that even in my life that I've yeah. even some people have been like, what is this spiritual thing about? And it started to change their life. Even just me showing up differently. I mean, I can't even tell you just the energy difference and how I've just been showing up even online. Yeah. I gained a thousand people in three days. Wow. From just reels wow. of showing up. And I was like, had this intention. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a hundred percent me. I'm going to show up when I'm having these hard times and I am just sobbing and I can't get out of bed. I'm going to show up and my goofy and my dancing and whatever. Yeah. And the energy of being authentically you, yeah. some people so many times a day be like, Oh my gosh, your energy is incredible. I've yeah. never had anyone say that to me before I started this healing, like ever, like some people are like, wow. Oh, you're, you know, you're sweet, whatever. But like, it really is. And I notice it in myself too, that it's just completely different that I am an entirely different person. Like, of course, who we are is at the core is still there, but just like how we show up. I'm not scared anymore. I'm not timid. I'm not acting like anyone else. I'm not worried about what people think about me. It's because of the work. And, you know, I, even though I haven't been doing maybe some of the as structured inner child sessions, there's still progress in the combination of the science and the therapy and the spirituality there just is. So I, it's, I love everything you do. I'm so behind it. I see it in my life. Oh man. Love it. And I love that you mentioned that. And I love your reels. I'm like, damn, you are so creative girl. Like I love them. Yeah. Love the creative energy and like hundred percent. But what I love that you mentioned is that basically what I find this inner child healing work is it's, it's helping us get back to who we were before the world told us who to be before our trauma told us who to be before our shame told us who to be before the conditioning of. So that's why this work is so powerful because I feel like we're born, you know, clean slate, everything. And then based off of everything that I just mentioned, there's all these layers of debris that take us further and further away from our true self. And it's through this work that we get rid or heal these or release these like layers of debris so that we can connect with who we truly are, our authentic self before the world told us who to be. And that is life-changing. And I love that. Like in the beginning of our talk, you mentioned my authenticity and I love your authenticity. And I, people are attracted to that because in this world where there's filters and there's body shop or whatever, um, and everything is so fucking fake reality shows that are not even real. People are craving authenticity and vulnerability and transparency. Mm -hmm. And I, it's through this work that we can embody it. And then it has that rippling effect, you know, it's powerful. Absolutely. And there's also this moment, I feel like in your body where you connect with your inner child and like you you're doing the work or you're like releasing something like chills. Like you could just, you feel like this comfort, this chill, like there's just like this physical confirmation, at least for me, like when I was writing that letter, all of a sudden I switched to, and you don't need that. And you know, you're going to be great on your own or with someone, it doesn't matter. And there was just this like mood shift, this energy, just like, that was yep. what I needed to hear. And it's been there since, totally. and you know, oh, and powerful. it's just, but it was instant because I actually connected. I actually connected with that inner part of me that was wounded and that was seeing things differently. And that was needing all of this from someone else to go, no, I don't need that from someone else. Because if we need things consistently in other people, people can only give what they can give based on what's inside them. And if we yep rely and are dependent on people. Cause I was definitely codependent as well mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we're not ever going to actually get that need met because yep. we can't control other people. The only people we can control are ourselves. Right. Yes. And so yes. it's just, it's this powerful, powerful process. And there's just 
so much in it that like, even right now, I just feel like I'm just like so warm and like get these chills. And it's like, yes, you're speaking, you're preaching. I feel like there's like this inner me that's getting excited. Um, you know, and that's (laughs) like, that's like my inner teenager. Like, yeah, girl, you do it. Like I got the sass. That's, that's where she comes out. Um, so I can talk forever. I feel like I said that every episode, but could easily talk forever about all of this stuff. The one thing that I think that a lot of people would be interested in, you do some stuff on Instagram, like different tools. And I know you go Mm -hmm. live every week and you Mm -hmm. do like your weekly Espino espresso readings. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Espino espresso readings. Cool. Okay. So I was wondering if you can kind of explain the idea behind that and maybe do like a mini read for whoever is listening. Yeah, sure. Okay. So basically, um, they're Oracle cards that I do, um, with the reading once a week, I do it on my, um, Instagram live and basically Oracle cards is just a tool. It's a tool to connect you with divinity, with higher power, source, creator, God, Lord Ganesh, whatever, whatever you resonate with, but it's basically a tool. And what I do is I set the intention of whatever question I want to ask. I shuffle them. And then a lot of the times you've been on my readings, like they pop off, like literally fall on the floor. And then I feel into the readings. So I feel into the card and I just trust whatever's coming to me, whether there's um, experiences, past stories, memories, thoughts, um, whatever's coming to me. And I just trust it. And I share that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super powerful. I share a message for the collective always. And then I always do personalized readings, but I always stress that they're for the collective. These messages are for literally anyone and everyone, whoever's open to receive them. And they're really powerful. So yeah, I would love to pull a card for your listeners if you're open to it. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Okay, fairy deck, no. Angel deck, yeah. Okay, cool. And it's so funny because right after we get off this call, I'm going to go on um, Instagram and do the reading. So it's so funny. Perfect, perfect. Um, Okay, so what is the message that overcoming the podcast listeners need to receive at any time when they hear this episode? That would be for their highest good. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Ooh, so perfect. All right. So um, the nettle card came up and it says boundaries and caution. There's a lot of green here. Mm -hmm. And the premonition card came up and it says prophecy and also the mirror card. So three cards came up and it says truth revealed. So what I'm, okay. So right away, and I'm sure because you're, I know you're intuitive too, you're getting messages as well. And you can totally add to mine once I like share. Sure. Um, but basically the nettle card is one of healing, hundred percent, one of healing um, boundaries and caution. So a lot of, I'm sure your listeners have, I mean, we've all experienced trauma to one degree or another, but they're on this healing journey, obviously, because they mm-hmm. attracted, they found you and they're listening to your podcast. So this, this card is all about continuing on with that healing work and also making sure that you do set certain boundaries. Because when we start doing the healing work, like you mentioned earlier, your vibrations start shifting. And then people that are used to that old vibration, they may, um, project their own fears, their own anxieties, their own, oh, you're doing woo-woo shit, like, you know, their own judgments onto use. Yeah. So it's very, very important when you're on this work to be very like, um, focused. And especially like, for example, for you, when you were like, I'm leaving my job, I'm moving, I don't know where I'm moving, I'm moving across the, you know, country, blah, blah, blah. There could have been so many people in your life that would have been like, girl, what are you crazy? 
don't do it. Da, da, da. Oh, they but did. But at that point, you didn't need that. You had to, <laughs> no. yeah, right? But you had to like protect your intuition. You had to protect what you felt called to do. Yep. And you had to be like really protective of it. And that's the energy I'm feeling from this nettle card. It's like, mm-hmm. you, like your priority is to he- the, the healing work and that you have to like, it's a non-negotiable and you have to um, really have like, boundaries and not let anyone penetrate it you know um and then the truth revealed card this is all like what we're talking about about uh, like getting back to your truth that at our core we are divinity so Mm -hmm. we are that energy that has created the oceans the river the galaxies the mountains that energy of expansion the energy that's always creating the energy that has no limitation i mean we are made up of i believe it's like 98 percent of the same atoms of the stars so we are freaking stars we're divinity we're powerful and the odds of us being alive today is one out of 400 trillion so we beat out 399 other trillion odds to be alive so there's a reason why we're here and we need to get back to that truth that we are love that we mm. are creator that we are powerful that we are divinity um and that we could create whatever life we want and that that's where the premonition card comes into play because this is all about go after your dreams and desires whatever you can imagine whatever you can feel into whatever desire is placed in your heart and your soul it's there for a reason because you can follow through with that they were divinely given to you for a reason and it's possible and once you can already feel it it already exists energetically Mm -hmm. and it's your job to continue doing the work the healing work to get into vibrational alignment with creating it in your reality but knowing that it's possible baby it's possible so keep going because your truth is you are a creator. So that's what I'm getting, but are, is anything coming through for you? As so listening? I'm also hearing pull a card of my own because I have some right here, but I am. Ooh, yes. So I'm yeah, very, I'm it. very drawn to the green. Um, I'm getting a lot of like heart chakra stuff, like for like the broken yes. heart, essentially, like you, it, it feels like this Ooh. broken heart. Um, but it's funny that you say that about setting boundaries and putting your healing first, because yeah. I literally just talked about that on someone else's podcast episode that I recorded yesterday. Wow. So wild. Um, yeah. And it's, I get this feeling of like, there is this scared inner child really that doesn't want to make waves for the sake of themselves. And mm. it's okay to lean into that. Um, and it's okay to put yourself first. And a lot of people get the feeling that it, you know, it, it's selfish and, you know, I'm not going to be happy or I'm going to be seen as this bad person. It's not that at all. And I am being drawn to say that look into meditation and energy work, even like Reiki, um, mm-hmm. Focusing on the heart chakra, look up a heart chakra meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there is some stuck energy there, but when you work on that, that can be really helpful. So yeah. Also oh. I have, I have a couple, so I have, this is a soul's journey lesson cards, which I enjoy. So I'm going to cool. flip through these. So what does the audience need to hear right now? I'm like trying not to hit my mic and like make it so YouTube can see at the same time. Mine usually <laughs> jump out too. Oh, this one's coming out. Okay. Shut up. Doubt. Oh, I love it. I release the need to know all of the answers and adversity. Oh, I accept that challenges are the best way to learn. You have been through just what she was saying. You have been through what you have for a reason. There is an aspect of healing here that 
sorry, I just got this in the, hold on. Um, purpose just jumped out and wanted to come out, which is literally goes along with what Kelly was saying. I know what I'm here to do. Yeah. You, there's this inner knowing of what you need to do right now and what you need to do in life. Listen to you, allow yourself to heal, allow yourself to lean into those dreams because those dreams are there for a reason. It's because it's Mm -hmm. possible in your life. Right. So, Mm -hmm. And for some people, it may be being of service to others, being a helping profession. Like if you're drawn to, you know, the type of work that Kelly and I do where we're professionals, but also spiritual, like for those people, I feel like there's a specific message for that. It's like, it's possible. You're seeing that it's possible right now because we're doing Mm -hmm. it in our Mm -hmm. own ways. It's different, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting. And it's, it's interesting because it goes right along with yours. Can't beautiful. Can't make that stuff up. Um, I love it. But yeah, it's just, and you know, like using that as a tool, like recognizing. So, you know, sometimes I'll like pull like lesson cards or, you know, like set the attention, like, what do I need to know right now when you're doing like say journaling or whatever it is. And then something comes up the saying doubts or, you know, whatever it may be, then, you know, okay, so I'm going to journal on this. I know I'm going to work through this. And this is what needs to come up in my healing right now. Uh, That's another way you can use them. So yeah. And it builds your trust muscles. So like, um, because sometimes your mind will be like, did I pick the card? Is this real? Blah, blah, blah. Or like, let's say the message, uh, you pull a card and the message is self-care. And then later on, and you're like, you might be questioning it, might not, whatever. Later on your journey, someone on Instagram has a live stream titled self-care or something like that. And that's confirmation. So I find these cards also help strengthen your trust in your spiritual abilities and trusting spirit and the guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, and I, I love to say this disclaimer for Oracle cards and tarot cards, it's reading the energy where you're at here and now. So let's yes. say someone is doing a tarot reading for you or something and say, and is saying, Oh, this job that you're going for, it's your job. It's the one that's going to be a purpose, whatever. And in that same reading that person decides to go to the bathroom and then start fearing all this oh my god if I get that job oh my god what if I suck what if I'm not good enough this and that da, da, da. you go back to the reading you pull a new set of cards the cards are going to say oh this is not the job for you this is not the job for you because it reads you where your energy is at and we yes. are we have free will and we are quantum creators so there's mm-hmm. quantum amount of realities that we can create yep. so I always say don't get caught up in the tarot card reading or the oracle card reading take what resonates leave what doesn't Yep. But just know that it's, it's honoring where you are in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just tapping into what you're bringing to the table right now. Exactly. Amazing. Totally. And energy totally. is, is you'll learn. You don't always have to be right next to the person. You don't have to be like physically connected. It's an intent. It's there. We're all like, the way I think of it is like, we're all connected on this like computer network in the sky. It's like 100%. the best way think about yes, it. And, yes. And there's no right or wrong. Like, I feel like we get so caught up in like making the wrong decision, the right decision and what, but in reality, like we're quantum creators. There's so many potential realities out there. There's nothing set in stone that I believe anyway. There's yes. no like straight up destiny. I think I do believe there's certain people that are meant to come in your life. There's certain soul lessons you're meant to have. There's mm-hmm. a certain time when you are meant to leave the planet. Like I do believe that. But other than that, everything else is we're creators. Like we have free will anything is possible. So there's no right or wrong. Everything will line up how it should be, you know, just keep on. That's really all we have to do is just keep on, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, recognizing that life is an ever flowing journey. We're always going to have those lessons. We may have more of those highs, but I love that you said it is it's free will. And ultimately it comes down to you. It comes down to you choosing. And the more that you heal and grow, the more of a positive and comfortable relationship you have with yourself. And 
you know, it's the hardest, but also the most valuable relationship you'll ever have. Yes, queen. And what's coming Crazy. to me real quick to say, cause I know we, I could talk to you literally forever. I know, is, um, I know you are your own rescue. And I know that sometimes that's hard to hear. Like mm-hmm. I'm my own rescue. I can't even like, I can't even get out of bed today. How am I my own rescue? And I, I hear that so much. And I do believe there's so many modalities. There's so many healing tools out there that can support you. But at the end of the day, you're the one doing the work. You're the one showing up for that therapy session or that Mm -hmm. coaching session or that meditation or that going out in nature. Like you are putting in the effort. So at the end of the day, like you really are your own rescue. And I say that with compassion and love, because that was me. I wanted to be rescued by everyone else and spirit. Like when, during one of my rock bottoms, financially rock bottoms, I literally would meditate for like fucking eight hours. Cause I wanted to be at that time. I didn't know what was happening, but at that now reflecting back, I wanted to be saved by spirit because I was so codependent and I didn't think I was capable because of my childhood of feeling dumb. I felt like I wasn't capable to be my own rescue, to have my own back. And I had to learn, I guess, not the hard way, but I just had to learn throughout my experiences that not I'm my own rescue and we all are our own rescue and we got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of those things. This is great. Honestly, babe, I've been on many podcast episodes and this has literally been like one of my top favorites. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's everything that we all believe in that. I mean, it's just, it's so aligned, so like-minded and we both, gosh, how many times have we had to reschedule? How many times have things come up? But I've like switched podcasts on you. It was like, never mind, It's going to be this one, (laughs) you know, but that's the other thing too, is you have to test, trust the timing of things, how things fall into place. Like it's going yeah. to happen when it's going to happen. Right. And so, totally. you know, this, this was incredibly powerful for me too. And it's just, I think that it can be truly transformative for the listeners, like, truly, truly totally. transformative. So sure. thank you so much for being willing to come on and share thank everything. You. And I love that you come out with this like vulnerability, authenticity, and just showing up as you are. And Thank I just you. love it. We're just being us. And it's amazing. Yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you for creating the space. And I love that because you're intuitive and spiritual, it's easy for me to like, be like, even if you're not asking me a question, I'm like, well, what's coming through is it's cool. Yes. So it feels yes. like, I feel very fulfilled in this podcast episode. I've been in other episodes, uh, other podcasts where I'm like, damn, I wish I would have said that, or I could have said that, you know, mm-hmm. and with this one, I feel like everything was said that was meant to be said. And I just really yeah. appreciate it because you are holding the space for that, you know, yeah, as a fellow absolutely. podcaster, I understand this. And so thank you for having me. This was great. <laughs> yes. And yeah. Thank you. So when people want to connect with you, because duh, where can <laughs> they find you? Um, so I'm honestly Instagram, like I do have a website, uh, kellyspino.com. Um, but I also Instagram is like my, where I'm at. I'm not into, I used to be into Facebook, not anymore, really. So Instagram, Same. um, the link in my bio, I have a free meditation. Um, I, I offer masterclasses sometimes workshops. I'm, I'm a retreat is coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. I have one off sessions for inner child healing. I have an inner child healing program. I have a three month VIP coaching program. I have payment plans with every thing. So I, I always try to tell people like, listen, if you are ready to go all in for your healing, I'm ready to go all in with you. I will do payment plans. Like you'd be surprised at the amount of payment plans I've done, but I'm all about, but you need to want it. So if you're ready to go all in, I'll support you, but you have to ask, you know what I mean? Like, don't just assume just because this is the total investment that that's the only way 
you're ready. I'm ready for you, you know? So, yeah. um, if we're a good fit, of course, but, um, so, and then I also have a podcast, which is on recess, I guess. I don't know. It's been a minute, but it's called the empowered you podcast, which again, if you go to my Instagram, the link in my bio connects you to all of that. Perfect. So, thank you. Perfect. I love it. Yes. Go connect. And exactly what you said, it's about what you put into it. You know, I was thinking that, when you talk about like therapy or coaching or whatever, that if you don't take and do the homework, if you're not actively doing the things in between sessions, you're not going to see much progress, right? Like with anything. So it's, it's about you and it's about your energy. And if you're ready to go all in, absolutely do it. Whatever you're drawn to, you're being drawn to for a reason. The energy is supporting you to move forward. And if you're feeling drawn to Kelly, then reach out because trust me, she's super chill. She's not judgmental at all. She's not scary. And I know a lot of people think with those big personalities, you and I both girl that they're like, Oh my gosh, no, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. She's very, very wonderful to connect with having connected as someone who I'm like, Hey, I want to work with you. And she's like, Oh, Hey, no problem. And I'm like, okay, I can't right now. And she's like, Oh no. But, um, just know that like, it really is a no judgment zone. We come up here because we've been you we've been there and sometimes we still are. And that's okay. That's the journey, right? So to anyone who's listening, just remember that you have the power to take back your own life. Again, inner child healing is a powerful tool. It is also just another tool. It comes from you and your intention. And I think the reason this episode came out as amazing as it did is the intention that we set beforehand. So, you know, that, that makes the difference. It really does. So Thank you so much for joining. I get, I felt free. I know that we even had tech (laughs) issues in the middle and normally that throws me off and I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. So Uh, thank you so much and connect with her. Thank you. Bye. Bye everyone. Did you like what you heard? Spread the word. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share, like, comment, write a review, connect with us deeper on Instagram at SOS with Dr. Taylor, and all services are on my website at survivorsovercomingsilence.com. I am just so thrilled and honored to hold this space with you all, and thank you so much for listening. Mm